Hello, my friends, and welcome. I am Paige Anderson, and you are listening to Growing His Light, where we come together every week from all over the world to encourage each other as we grow in the light of our Savior. This podcast is meant to help you on your journey to discover your personal strengths, your spiritual gifts, your life mission, and to help you prepare for the return of our Lord. You are powerful. You were born for greatness. It is time for you to live up to your privileges and step into the power that is already in you by growing his light in you, in your family, your community, and even in the world. Thank you for joining me in this journey as we work together in growing his light. Hello, my amazing and beautiful, beautiful friends. Welcome back. I am so excited to be here with you today and to be talking about these wonderful tips. I just pray that this is blessing your life and your heart and making a difference. And I am just really, really excited for us to talk about today's topic. Okay, now I have to warn you, my heart is just completely full today. So it is just full of gratitude and awe and the amazement of God. And so I'm hoping that I will be able to do this without crying too much. But I'm so grateful for our Savior and His goodness. And I pray that His Spirit will be with you in abundance today. I pray His Spirit will be with me and that I can have the amazing gift of the Holy Ghost and that the Holy Ghost can lead the things I say that the, and the Holy Ghost will touch you and help you to know the things that He wants you to do. I pray that you know how much Heavenly Father loves you. He loves you. How aware He is of everything going on in your life. And I just want to testify that when we turn to our Savior and our Heavenly Father, that He truly is there in abundance, in beautiful, unexpected ways. And I am so grateful for Him. So I pray that He will be with us today. Okay, so one of the seven pillars for being prepared to Christ is living our life purpose, which is showing up and using the gifts Heavenly Father wants us to, to have to accomplish the things that he has planned for us. Each of us has a different purpose. One of the things I love about patriarchal blessings is how individual they are. How we each have different purposes and abilities and we each have a plan. So years ago, when I was coming up with a lesson for one of the camps, I just had the analogy of baseball. And I was having the group I was explaining to them like, okay, let's all stand on the baseball field and let's say we have 12 people on this team and all of them are amazing pitchers. They're amazing pitchers. They're great baseball pitchers, but they cannot hit the ball. They cannot throw far. They cannot tag someone on a base. They don't have those skills. And we talked about If they are not good at those positions, how strong really is that team? How strong is that team? When they're sports, it's really obvious when different positions are needed. Um, My son plays the lacrosse. And in lacrosse, you have what's called a midi who runs the whole field. And then you have long poles, the defense, who 
they have different jobs and different responsibilities. But what if the whole team just showed up and just wanted to be a goalie? How likely are they if everyone dresses up as a goalie and everyone stands up in front of the goal to play the game? They wouldn't, maybe no one would score on them, but they wouldn't score either. It's so important. That's why um, sports are such a great analogy because it helps us see that we do need different tasks. We do need different responsibilities. And so I was sharing that with the camp and I shared that also because I was on my personal journey of figuring out exactly who I was and the things I liked. And even something as simple as figuring out the clothes type, the type of clothes and the style that I personally liked. Not that everyone else did. And this one was kind of sparked in me when someone mentioned once, they're like, well, you love animal print clothes. And I was like, not really. Like, I mean, I, they're cute on other people, but I don't personally like really like them. Like, that's not my personal style. And they were like, well, you wear them all the time. And I stopped and I thought about it. And I did wear them all the time because I had someone in my life so generous, so kind, that likes animal prints and was always giving me animal prints. And sometimes um, they would share how expensive they were. They were brand new and they're really expensive. And this, these are all the reasons that you should like it and you should wear it. And it would look great on you. And I didn't really like it. And I, but I would just be like, okay, fine. Like I would just go along with it and I would just wear it. And I even have a picture at one of my kids' baptisms. And I'm wearing a dress I did not like. I remember seeing it for the first time when they gave it to me. And they're like, it's amazing. It's so expensive. It's so great. It's just perfect. It'll look lovely on you. You'll look so elegant. And I remember thinking, I don't really like it. And they were like, you should wear it to your child's baptism coming up. You would look so great. And just kept like encouraging. And they didn't mean harm at all. They were trying to be very nice and generous and just encouraging. And I wasn't standing up for what I wanted and I didn't say no I'm good thank you like I'd rather wear one of my old dresses that I really like full of color I'm like full of color like no thank you but I gave in and I remember not feeling like myself that day I didn't look like myself like if you can compare me in pictures like that one doesn't look as much like me as some of the other ones later on after I like discovered who I am anyone knows me like I love color <laughs> I love color and my sister-in-law once like saw my closet was like it's like all color. Like, do you own any black? And I was like, I think so. But I have discovered what I like. I had the same thing happen with pillows and Christmas ornaments and rugs. Again, I've been so blessed to have incredibly nice, generous people in my life. And I always felt bad saying, no, I don't really like that style. Like, no, thank you. And so I had a house full of things. I didn't like the rug. I didn't like the pillows. I didn't like all these things. But they were like, I bought them for you. Um, they'll look lovely in your house. And I was just like, okay. And I wasn't standing up or staying true to who I was. Now that might seem just like superficial because we're talking about spiritual things and that's on a like, you know, material level of things we like, but I believe it makes a difference because it's who our soul is. And if we can get different things, I mean, it's never bad to be gracious and use things if you want to, but the problem was I didn't really want to and I wasn't being true to who I was and my life and my soul to be honest my soul changed the moment I was like I no thank you like I I'm good I don't need that thank you so much for your generosity or thank you for doing this and our house 
completely changed. It started and all that changed was pillows, which wasn't a huge deal, but the pillows and the rugs, it suddenly looked and felt more like me. Something I love that I would just see and I got excited about and same with clothes. When I put on the clothes that I like, they bring joy to my heart. So if you see me wearing flower dresses in like 10 years when they're out of style, will be like, yes, because I love flower dresses. I actually buy pants. This is probably too much information. But in the kid section, because it's like older teenagers, right? So because they have, like, I just really like pants with hearts or stars or dots. And they don't always have those in adults because they think, like, you are a couple of years away or a few years away from being 40. You probably should start dressing like an adult. And I'm like, well, I just really, really like that style. So finding those things is important because the point of today's podcast is who you are, what makes you you, your likes, your preferences, your opinions is what makes you beautiful. It's what makes your soul individual and unique and one of a kind. And when we are truly just stepping into who we are, when we do the things that we want to do because it's who we are, that is where God can do wonderful and great things through us. And the more we stand up for it, this is what I like, this is what I want to do, the more we'll discover our gifts, the more that the Lord can help us go on a personal journey to help us see the different things that we enjoy doing. Because a lot of times, some of the things we enjoy doing and our gifts are the very thing that God wanted us to bless the world with or the things we're good at. He gave those to us for a reason. I have been reading the book, The Fathers of the Prophets, and it's such a great book. The audio, actually, I've been listening. The audio book is free on Desert Book app, and if not, you can buy it, the ebook on there, or you can buy imprint at the store, but the audio is so great, and I just want to share a little bit from this because it shows how different each of the prophets' dads were, but how they were perfectly suited to help their sons become who they were meant to be and how their sons take after their father. And those gifts are gifts that bless the whole church and have blessed all of our lives. Okay, so I just want to read a couple of them because they're so great. And they're actually just in the introduction. So he shares how um, Samuel M. Lee was a bishop of a little ward in Idaho, essentially ran a one-man bishop's storehouse with commodities from his own pantry. He would deliver relief to needy people in the ward via his creaky pony cart. His influence was plainly seen in the ministry of his son, Harold B. Lee, whose organization of a welfare program as the stake president during the Great Depression, sorry, eventually became a model for the entire church. I want us to take a moment just to think about that. So here is this Samuel M. Lee right? He is bishop. He sees people in his ward that have needs and have struggles and problems that they just need help. And so he creates his own little bishop storehouse out of his own pantry and delivers it and takes it. And then Harold B. Lee, future prophet, when he's a bishop, starts to do that as well. And the church is eventually organized after that. Those gifts are what matter. I don't think his dad, Samuel Lee, was like, well, I'm going to do this so that my son can do this and fulfill one of the important 
callings of his life to help create this for the whole church. He was just showing up as himself. He was just saying, okay, I believe this is good. And I want to add good to the world. If you have a desire, you shall be a means of doing much good in this generation. Heavenly Father wants to use your gifts to bless the world. And if we stop trying to show up as a catcher or a goalie, if that's not our role, but we decide, what do you want me to be? And we show up as that, Heavenly Father can use even something we don't even think is important to do great things, to influence our family and maybe the whole church, neighborhoods, communities, whoever it is, Heavenly Father can use your gifts to make a difference. Now, I love this one because I love President Monson. So it says, The quiet yet unbounding compassion of G. Spencer Monson for little children as well as the sick, the lonely, and the suffering in his small sphere of influence. So I want you to think about that. G. Spencer Monson. He had a small sphere of influence, right? But he cared about people. He cared about the children. He cared about the sick. He cared about the lonely and the suffering. And he spent his life serving those people. It didn't go very far, right? Like as far as he was concerned, he was just making, he was just living his life and doing good on a small scale. And it says, however, it manifests itself powerfully in his son, who is widely known for his legacy of ministering one by one. One by one. And that is true. If you listen to President Monson's talks, you're just amazed. I love President Monson. I love his heart. I love how he lost himself in the service of others. He became who he was meant to. And it doesn't mean they were doing it out of pressure or guilt. Like it was part of who they were and figuring out part of who you are. And again, that might sound weird because I brought up first like clothing or what type of furniture you like or what type of style do you like? Just discovering who you are, what brings you joy, and what gifts you have that can help and bless other people. I was with a beautiful group of friends once, and my daughter said after, it was moms and daughters, and we were talking actually about conference talks. We were like, let's get together and talk about conference talks. But when we left, my daughter said, mom, it was so beautiful to see such individual and different women talk openly and freely about their gifts and the things they love. We were talking about like, I like teaching my child this and the other one was I like to do it this way and I like this and how they were so different and diverse, but they were so happy and secure in who they were that they weren't trying to be like the other person, like the other amazing women that were there. But they were like, this is who I am. And that they're comfortable in their skin. They're comfortable with who they are. And I want to encourage you to pray and ask Heavenly Father to get you there on all levels. Because I truly believe as you start to just realize who you are and discover you, discover your likes, your dislikes, and who you are, and be true to that, you will more discover the specific purposes and gifts and plans that Heavenly Father has for you. The ways that you can serve that no one else can. Often we think, I'm going to go serve someone, I'm going to bring them a meal. But maybe that's not your gift, but your gift is a note. Maybe your gift is playing piano for them or singing music to them. If you think of Joseph Smith in the Carthage Jail, he asked for them to, he asked for him to sing a song. He's like, please sing this song to bring me peace. 
Whatever our gifts are, discover who you are. Spend time this week with Heavenly Father and invite Him and be like, Heavenly Father, I know I am wonderfully made. Help me discover who I am. Help me discover the things I like, the things I don't like, the, thing, the things I'm interested in. Help me discover the gifts Thou has given specifically to me. Help me discover who I am and who Thou would have me be. And you are meant to be you. You are meant to be you. You are not meant to be someone else. And the point also of talking about the clothes and the pillows was I wasn't standing up for who I was or what I wanted or what I felt. I was just letting others like tell me what to do, right? And I want you to turn instead of to others or what society or what people say, I want you to turn to God and allow him to tell you what to do. I've learned something with self-help programs or different books. Anyone that knows me, if you've listened to me long enough, you know I love self-help books. I love them. However, there's often systems of here's what you do. Here's step one. Here's step two. Here's step three. And there's not always individuality in it. It's not always letting the spirit lead and the spirit be your guide. And that's what it should be. That's what it should be. Because as we turn to Heavenly Father, we realize that He is a personal God. He is a personal God and He knows you personally. He knows your gifts and your talents and abilities and He wants you to impact and bless those around you, specifically how He created you with all of that goodness and talents and abilities in you. So don't allow other people, even if they're kind and they're not really pushy, to ever move you at all away from who you are at all away from how you are meant to serve how you are meant to bless because if those fathers of the prophets had tried to be like a bishop like someone else instead of i feel like they need this so i'm going to go take food from my pantry and give it to them i know no one else does that but that's what i'm going to do his son was greatly benefited and then all of the church joseph smith Senior is a great example of that. His dreams and his visions. He trusted in them. He believed in them. And he opened the space for his son to do the same. For his son to do the same. He believed that God talked to men and women. He believed that. He believed that he showed him things. And so even though he didn't belong to a church that told him that was okay and this is what happens, he knew what God was telling him. And he trusted it. And his dreams and visions, it talks about him at the beginning of the book, and it's really beautiful. But they are beautiful. And it opened and allowed this space for his son to become who he was meant to and trust the gifts and talents and abilities that he had, that God wanted him to do. This week, my family was eternally blessed. Eternally blessed. Because a wonderful man that we know and we are friends with, showed up as himself, his righteous, dedicated, good son of God that he is. And he was able to bless my family in a way that I will be eternally, eternally grateful. I am grateful that he is who God wants him to be and that he's not worrying about being other people. I am grateful that he is who God wants him to be. 
And because of that, he was able to bless my family. I want to show up even more like that. Because that is how our Savior was. Our Savior did not worry what the world thought, what the ways of the world were, what the ways of the Jews were. He did nothing but what he saw his Father do. He showed up exactly as God created him to as our savior and redeemer of the world. And I am so grateful for righteous people in my life that teach me and inspire me to be more like my savior. And that is who I want to be. And I don't want anyone to either gently or kindly talk me out of showing up how I am meant to. I testify of our savior. I testify of his great, great, love for you that he is powerful that he is all-knowing that he is kind and he is good and that he shows up when we need him and i am grateful for righteous people that follow that and show up for him when they are needed thank you so much for listening i love you all so so very much And I especially love our Savior. And I pray that you will turn to him in your quest to discover who you are. Maybe the fun and simple things about you, your likes and dislikes, but more than anything, your gifts and talents and abilities that he wants you to use to quote the prophet, to change the world. Because you can change someone's world through the power of our Savior. I love you, and I will talk to you next week. Goodbye.